0: Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day. Every day with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in. WIP Daily for a Wednesday. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone subscribing, following, of course, when we do our YouTube shows, our video shows, watching the show on YouTube there on our 94WIP channel. And of course... Leave a review, leave a rating for the show. Five stars are always the best kind of reviews and the ones that are most appreciated. But leave your review, leave your questions, We mailbag episode soon using some of your questions from wherever you listen to your podcast and the reviews and comments you leave there. All right, today, a lot to get into. And, and specifically, I want to talk about the fight that happened at Eagles training camp practice yesterday between the Colts and the Eagles to join practice and kind of a microcosm of something that's been going on here in training camp for the Eagles and a, a bigger picture situation that could brew when the season starts it could not we'll see um and that is the idea of the Eagles getting off to a little bit of a slow start and and why i'm using the the fight as a jumping off point for a question, a concern, a, a, you know, really uh, kind of a thought provoking idea on, is this going to happen with the Eagles is, you know, Jason Kelsey apologized after the fight yesterday for doing that. And, you know, Elliot Parks when he was on yesterday on WIP, on the afternoon show said sloppiness and kind of uncharacteristic stuff has been a theme of Eagles training camp so far. And, and look, a fight, you know, a little brouhaha between two teams, hot outside, it's late in camp, that happens. I I don't think the Eagles defending their own guys, you know, Barnett acting like a, you know, you know, whatever he acts like. Um, Is that surprising? I don't think it's going to derail the season. I mean, we could, we could kind of realize this is what it is for one day, but Elliot's been at every practice. He's our eyes, he's our ears for Eagles training camp. And he said sloppiness, Pre-snap stuff, substitution issues has been an issue all summer for the Philadelphia Eagles, and I do have a concern. So I want to I want to go through some of my concerns on why I think this team could have a slow start or a choppy start to the season, and then I'll I'll kind of wrap it up with one reason why they may be able to avoid this. There's one clear reason that the Eagles may be able to avoid. What has gotten some other teams, slow starts, issues after going to or winning a Super Bowl. We've seen this. Last year, the Bengals did this. The Bengals were 0-2 last year and then obviously rallied to make the AFC Championship game. Now, if they had not stumbled out of the gate, perhaps they host that AFC Championship game against Kansas City. And and they likely win that game if it's in it's Cincinnati. So it all matters. But let's just go through some of the reasons. Number one. And it's 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 pretty obvious as our eyes and ears have told us. The Eagles have been sloppy all summer. A lot of substitution issues. A lot of pre-snap stuff. And I think when you think about that element of the Eagles, it goes back to the most major change from last year. And and it's ironic the Colts were here this week because of course their head coach now is Shane Steichen, the the most. Significant change from the Eagles last year to this year is they lost both coordinators. Go back through NFL history. It is very rare a team that goes to Super Bowl, wins a Super Bowl, loses both coordinators, and then makes it back. It is a transition period that has to happen. Whether or not you didn't like Jonathan Gannon, he was in his second year on the defense and had his program in place. Everyone knew where they were supposed to be. And it was, you know, it wasn't everyday thinking through, how does this guy teach me? What is he expecting? What am I supposed to do? A lot of that stuff was already in place because of 2021. Sean Desai, look, he may turn out to be a better defensive coordinator than Jonathan Gannon. It doesn't mean week one, when they step on the field September 10th in New England, that he's going to be a better defensive coordinator that day for this team than Jonathan Gannon was. So a transition period is obvious. And then you go to the offensive side and – Of course, I mean, it's probably even more on the offensive side because they have to be so, you know, the the play calling there. You know, on defense, it's about communication. It's about style. It's about scheme. It's about responsibility. That's about trust. On offense, you know, Brian Johnson was in the building. So I, I don't think the communication, I don't think the verbiage, I don't think the trust is the issue with Brian Johnson, especially between Hertz and Brian Johnson on the offensive side. But what Brian Johnson, he has to call plays in the NFL for the first time in his life. That is a significant jump for anybody. And I, I think we're also discounting how good at it Shane Steichen was. And I would say play calling is a little bit of, of art. It's a little bit of science. It's a little bit of feel. It's not just you know offense. A lot of guys know offense. Nick Sirianni knows offense. He's an offensive guy. He was a wide receivers guy. He was an offensive coordinator. That's his background. Nick Sirianni when he first got the Eagles job as the head coach was not a good play caller. They, they it you know, in play calling, plays set up other plays. You're in sync. You're in a rhythm. You kinda are one step ahead of the uh, the defensive play caller on their side throughout the game. Shade Steichen was good at it. You saw that from the jump and, you know, we didn't find out immediately. We didn't know immediately when he took over in the middle of the 2021 season, it, he was even calling the plays. But you go back now that we, we found that out, obviously, and you look at that kind of line of demarcation between the Eagles when Sykin began to call the plays, which I believe was that Lions game, versus before then, when it was Sirianni, it's it's night and day. It's night and day. Sykin called one of the most prolific offenses in the NFL for the past year and a half, and he's gone now. And it doesn't mean Brian Johnson is going to be bad at it, but he may need a little while to get his feet wet. You know, he may need a couple weeks just to get his feet wet to where he has a feel for, okay, it's third and seven. I've got, I'm anticipating Belichick's going to do this in week one, and I'm right. You know, he might be wrong three times in week one, and that may be the difference between an Eagles 10-point win or a Patriots 3-point win. I mean, that's how the NFL works. it's, it's, It's minor things that lead to major victories or major losses. So... I think the change of coordinator, the two new coordinators, trust on defense, feel on offense, it's it's a big deal. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as um, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Now, the other part of this that lends itself, and you have sloppiness so far in training camp, You have two new coordinators on, obviously, on both sides of football. The other thing you have, and this is specifically on the defensive side of the football, is you have a ton of new faces. We could be as excited as we want about Jalen Carter, and we should be. We could be as excited as we want about Nolan Smith, and I am. I can't wait to watch Nolan Smith play football. He he is, he reminds me of Robert Mathis. I said it after the preseason game against the Browns last week. He's got that spin move off the tackle. He's quick. He runs the football. Uh, I love him. I can't wait to watch him play. We could be excited about Sydney Brown. I mean, Sydney Brown, has, you know, runs like a missile and is big and fast and it looks like he's going to be a playmaking safety for this football team. Can't wait to watch him. They're all rookies. They're all young. At linebacker, you have N'Kobe Dean, who's in, in essence a rookie or a very green second-year player who didn't play much last year. Next to him, you have Zach Cunningham, who's good against the run, not against the pass, or Christian Ellis, who's barely played. You know, you're, you're the safety where most comfortable with is Reed Blanketship, an undrafted guy who played a little bit last year. It is really, really thin. Maybe thin is not the right word. It is unpredictable, and very likely there will be a lot of growing pains with this team up the middle of the defense, and that always should, should give you some like, uh-oh. It may take them a couple, weeks. a couple weeks. you know. I think last week Fletcher Cox said it could take them three or four weeks on defense to gel. And that is totally and, and and completely understandable. They have a lot of new faces. They have, you know, they could have up to six or s- probably about six new players on the field at once on the defensive side of the football. Week one, week two, that's a lot. That is way different than just every down last year. You kind of just knew it was T.J. Edwards, Kaiser White, Chauncey Gardner Johnson when he was healthy. You know, Marcus Apps. You knew what you were getting out there. Javon Hargrave. Now you have a lot of different pieces here in, in a, within all this. So I, I think that lends itself to a little bit of a, of a slow start. And, and the last thing on the on the reasons why they could get off to a slow start and it be choppy and a little turbulent early, is they're the hunted now. I mean, the Eagles are the team everyone's going to circle on their schedule. They are the team. Now, they're better than most teams. Their roster's better than most teams. They should still be able to win most of these games. But they're the hunted. You know, week one in New England's going to be a buzzsaw. That, they're going in week one. Team missed the playoffs last year, team that feels they're close, team that added talent, fixed their offense. The quarterback should be better. Like It could be a buzzsaw in Week 1 in New England for the Philadelphia Eagles. In Week 2, Minnesota got embarrassed here last year, and we'll see what Minnesota does in Week 1 against Tampa, but that's a big game in Week 2 on a Thursday night. Same venue, same, same spot, same time, Week 2, you know, a prime time. Uh, they got embarrassed here last year, T- totally embarrassed. So, so Minnesota will come in you know, with a chip on their shoulder. Week three at Tampa. Tampa's not going to have many primetime games. Tampa's not going to have many games where everyone's watching them. They, they look like they could be you know, a bottom five team in the NFL, but they'll be up for that game. It's not like they're you know, 2-10. and 10. You play them in, in, in November, early December, it's like, oh, they've given up already. That won't be Tampa in week three. And then a division game against the Commanders in week four. And then a trip to the Rams in week five. And the Rams are, are probably one of the most unpredictable teams in the league. They're thin. They're not what they were a few years ago, but they still have Sean McVay. They still have Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, Stafford if he's healthy. They're, they're probably not going to be four or five win bad. So it's on the road, long trip to take on the Rams in week five. So the schedule early, just based on what those teams said last year, their projections, you would think and you would expect. I know a lot of people out there are probably going to expect 5-0. Oh. I, I don't. 4-1 and one feels like it probably needs to happen. Ah, uh, three and two feel, will feel like a disappointment. Anything else, they're in big trouble. So, you know, it feels like a nice, soft schedule to start, but it will not be easy if they get off to a quote-unquote slow start. Now, the other side of this, and it gives me, it gives me, it makes me feel better. Let's put it that way. It makes me feel better that the Eagles will be able to withstand this yesterday to go back to the brawl and the, and the whole Colts thing. After practice, Jalen Hurts was upset, was annoyed that the Eagles had to miss uh, you know because they canceled the pra- they basically ended practice once the brawl happened. That that the last 10 or 15 minutes of Eagles practice had to be cut off, had to be taken away because of the brawl and, and Hurts was upset. And I I love I love that. I love that number 1, although I'm sure it, he gets it. He's a football player. It's his guys, his team. He understands, got to defend each other. You can't do that in a game. Like J.C. Kelsey just can't just go off and hit someone after the whistle in a game because that's a penalty. And the other side of the, you know, it's easier for us, like, yeah, that was a brawl. It was awesome. It doesn't happen very often. Cool. But the Eagles lost reps yesterday. And, and I, I appreciate that Jalen Hurts has that laser focus all the time to keep them in check and to make sure they know that really wasn't acceptable. We lost reps. We lost a chance to practice to get better yesterday because of nonsense. And that's not just on Kelsey. It's on everybody, you know, Barnett and, and whoever else was involved in all those little skirmishes throughout the practice that led to the big one at the end. And and the Jalen Hurts mentality, the Jalen Hurts leadership factor does give me some solace and make me feel like they'll be able to weather what I think will be some choppy waters early. Doesn't mean like when I say slow does I mean, they're going to lose all these games. You know, they could they could have a quote unquote slow start and go three and two or four and one because they'll they'll figure out a way to get through this. But Hertz's his presence, Hertz's mentality, and and really you could include all those Alabama, Georgia kids, because what they what they did in college is they lived the life of the expectation is, is championship. And then whatever the result is, whether you got it the last couple of years with Georgia, Alabama, obviously earlier in the you know, five years ago, whatever when when they were on top before Georgia really took this thing over, you get it. You fall a little bit short. Wh- whatever the the, whatever the line is, you get right back up the next summer and you start the goal again. You you start up the the engine again. I think some teams, some players, some groups have trouble doing that. Hurts, Devontae, the Georgia kids. I don't think they will. There's enough of those guys here, and then you throw in veterans like Kelsey and 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 Brandon Graham who have have done this a lot in the NFL. There's, there's enough here that makes me believe they will weather the storm, that Hurts won't let this thing become a really slow start, like the Phillies had in the baseball season. He won't let it happen. Could they lose week one in New England? They, they absolutely can. I, I've been banging this drum since the schedule came and I think that's a really, really challenging game for the Eagles, really challenging. But if that happens, Hurts will have them – in a position to win in week two at home against Minnesota, in a position to win week three on the road against Tampa, a position to win week four against Washington, a position to win week five in L.A. Like that, I'm confident of that, that Jalen Hurts' mentality, that Jalen Hurts' leadership will have this team ready to go even if they hit some turbulence early in the season. So am I concerned about a slow start? Yeah, there's no question. I I I am. I mean, the history of the NFL says this. The Eagles' losing two coordinators says this. In New England week one says this against Belichick. The upheaval of the defense says this. Sloppiness throughout the training camp, according to every reporter there, but certainly our reporter at WIP there every single day. It all points to the Eagles are trending towards getting off to a slow start. It does. But Jalen Hurts is the silver lining. Jalen Hurts is, is that kind of elixir that I, I think can turn this thing back the right way. Now I'm not sure if he's if he's Superman and he could do it before we before the slow start even happens. If he if he could push them in the right direction, I'm not sure about that. The NFL has ways of bringing everyone back to the pack. That's the why the sport is as popular as it is, because no one stays on top and and without blemish for long. That's that's the beauty of the sport. But I do believe Jalen Hurts will do enough to get this team to where they need to be quickly before an early season, you know, a little spot of turbulence turns into a really un- in-, in unfortunate bumpy ride. I don't think Hurts will allow that, allow that to happen. I appreciate everyone listening, as always, to WIP Daily. Subscribe, follow the podcast wherever we get your podcast, and, and leave a review, leave a rating. Five stars are the best, but you know, I appreciate any feedback you have on the show. Leave a question, leave a comment, prediction for the Eagles. We'll hit it in an upcoming episode. Thank you so much for listening to WIP Daily.